about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brett. And we are back. This week we are going to change things up and we are going to go back to our virtual walkthrough. So we wanted to do a virtual walkthrough of Hollywood Studios. So enjoy this in the car or throughout your house or on a walk or whenever you're listening to this. And go on a mental walkthrough with us. Yes, we are going to talk about probably all the nicks and corners that we can talk about. Um, But Ryan, to start, what's your ideal transportation to get to Hollywood Studios? So this is a fun one. Hollywood Studios has a few methods of transportation. Uh, If I recall, they have the ferry. Yep. They have the buses. Yep. And they have the gondola system now. Correct. So my new favorite system is going to be the gondola system. Brett and I was able were able to uh, experience this, and this mm-hmm. was a, a really cool way to see the park as you're approaching it, but then also just just kind of get there. It's quick and fun and yeah, different. it was really quick. It was it was it wasn't warm or it wasn't hot or anything. It wasn't like swaying. It was it was a really good, really smooth uh, trip. For yes, us. we really enjoyed it. So yes, arriving in the gondola was a nice way to start. And then as you walk up, you are greeted, of course, by those Hollywood sign-style gates that are like teal and like turquoise with the red lettering. And uh, that's just always like a a good way to start and get you excited as you know that you're there. Totally. And I don't know if this is just me or my luck, but I feel like every time I walk into Hollywood Studios, I get randomly selected for a security (laughs) search. I, every time I, I think it's because you look sketchy. I, probably, but I feel like every time I literally get selected to go through the random security search. That's like, funny too. I try not to make eye contact with the guy, but when I do, he's like, "Hey, you over here, over here, walk through the metal detector." Yeah. Okay. So then you get the quick path down, but Hollywood Studios is nice too because they have the topiary right outside. Yeah, the, they do. The, the front of the gates, which changes seasonally, which is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, so I enjoy seeing you know each trip as we go down each year. You know what kind of character that is now for sure so i really enjoy that one so as we're walking in brett what is the first thing that you notice when you boop boop scan in um probably the tall mickey thing that's like in the middle which is uh like the globe at the top and then mickey like pointing their finger all yep. the way up always uh, always notice that right away um but aside from that there's nothing really in that first area that we stop i always notice the gas station that's on our right hand side but I really don't even know what that is, to be honest. I just, I always notice it. I just never, like, care to investigate it. I think you might be just, I, I, well, I think it's one cosmetic, right? So it's just a yeah. Hollywood-style thing you can go take a picture with. But I think that might be the Oscar Super Service. And that's, it's saying here, it's package pickup, sh- stroller, and wheelchair rentals. Maybe. So it might be that station. Maybe that that's why I don't care about it. Maybe. There's also guest relations up there on the left-hand side. And... Pretty much stores that line your way yep. as you make your way into Hollywood Studios towards the Chinese Theater. So as we walk down, you know, Brett, what, what's kind of going through your head? What, what feelings are you getting as you're walking through that um, mid, main middle street? So I actually love the feel of Hollywood Studios. I just think it feels very, like, modern. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. But I feel like it's a very, like, laid-back kind of park compared to, like, Magic Kingdom where, like, you're hustling and bustling to get somewhere. True. And I feel like Hollywood Studios usually come in there with, like, not a huge plan. Like you're like, yeah, well, there's some rides we want to hit, but like we just kind of walk. So, um, I usually always will look um, on the app, the, the uh, My Disney Experience app, the wait times. Like while we're walking that Main Street area, mm-hmm. um, to figure out what's probably the best route to to go for the day. Yep. Um, so that's probably what I think about the most when when coming down that that main walkway. Nice. And what's fun about the main walkway is that it has a picture station there, so mm-hmm. you're able to get you know your Magic Pass photos there, and 
it also sometimes has some of the street performers. street performers. And they then, you know, curve off down to the boulevard area, Sunset Boulevard. But if you can catch a street performer, they are a lot of fun. They do a variety of shows that could be anything from improv shows to scripted shows to just enjoying like a a little gimmick thing with the guests and making fun of them and yeah. what they're wearing and uh, it's very lighthearted. It's not meant to, you know, offend anybody. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's very, very fun. And they do great. And like you said, it's mostly improv. They usually play off what people are saying or doing. So yep. a ton of fun. Um, but we'll usually make that right hand turn pretty quickly down Sunset Boulevard for us. Usually that's our, our pathway. Correct. It breaks our rule that we have shared many podcasts ago of always trying to go left because yeah. the crowd tends to go right. But in this park, it's really just impossible not to go right right down that Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Brett, when you're walking down there, do you ever go in those shops? Uh, no. no. Honestly, no. I, I, I'll look at like what's in the window. The main shop I go in is the one on the main walkway on your right on the right hand side leaving, left hand side coming in. Um, but it usually has a bunch of souvenirs and stuff. But aside from that, it's probably the only store I walk into it at Hollywood Studios. Um, so no, there's a really good eatery though. Um, on your left-hand side, on Sunset Boulevard. Is that the, uh, does it have like, almost like tacos? If, if yeah, I'm it's like got like picnic tables and stuff like yeah. outside of it. I For some reason in my head, it says, it's coming up that it has tacos, but I could be way wrong. Um, for me, I do stop in some of the stores just to mm -hmm. check out see, and see what they have on the right-hand side. And that store, uh, let me look here, see what that one is called. But I have gotten a watch there I think it's called really? Once Upon a Time. Yep, because it's Once Upon a Time, which time watch. Ah. So I have bought a watch there, or at least it was a gift from me from uh, for me from Julie, my girlfriend, um, that I picked out. So I, I remember that store pretty vividly. But other than that, we pretty much keep going straight towards our destination, which are of course the thrill rides there. Yes. We have in the corner is Hollywood Tower, or the Tower of Terror, which yep. is the iconic symbol of the park now. On the right-hand side, you have the Beauty and the Beast show, which we don't tend to, to stop no, at too often. rarely ever. But it is a, a very big favorite of our mother's, and so she tends to stop there. And then in the other corner, you have the Rock and Roller Coaster, which is a huge favorite of ours. Yes. As well as the Lightning McQueen show. And I keep thinking back to, I think it was our live show where you mentioned putting the Lightning McQueen into lights motors action into yes bringing back lights motor action and having lightning mcqueen and the cars cast be involved in that show yeah that would be such an awesome thing so i, I love seeing that. that here that gosh that i really wish that was a thing yeah and then also in that corner is phantasmic oh um, of course of course so have you have you seen that have you watched it phantasmic yeah. i have seen it it's been probably four to five years i need yeah. to go watch it again i know that we've talked about it before in the podcast isn't my favorite and I don't believe it's your favorite either nope and so but perhaps you know because I haven't seen it in such a long time I would appreciate it a little bit more having seen it more sure. recently so Fair that's enough. a potential but other than that so after we go on all of those rides in that corner we have such a blast we're gonna make our way back up Sunset Boulevard perhaps eating at that eatery that you have mentioned mm -hmm. there Brett and that one that name and title is the Sunset Ranch Market so, it they, is. They so mentally, it. just keep that in your mind, that Sunset Ranch Market. And we're coming back up to the main middle street. And then 
as we walk towards that main middle street, do you like that the new facade of Hollywood Studios is now Tower of Terror more so rather than the Chinese theater? Because in all the other parks, it's the main centerpiece that is like what that's known for. But here in Hollywood Studios, it's more so an attraction rather than a centerpiece. Correct. And that's a great question because honestly, I, the only thing that bothers me is the location. Yeah. I wish it was the centerpiece because it just breaks the rule of, as you mentioned, Disney's other parks yeah. and their pieces. Um, and I guess you could argue, like, technically Epcot is not in the center, but, like, it's, it's right at the, the front, in thing. the middle. Yeah. And so having Hollywood Studio or uh, the Tower of Terror mm-hmm. off to the side does kind of bother me. I can't lie. Yeah. But I do like that versus the Chinese theater just because I don't believe that. I connect as much with the Chinese theater, you know, as symbol you. than I do with sure. Tower of Terror. Um, but let's talk about the Chinese theater because we, as we walk there, we're pretty much right at it, right yeah, in the middle. Yeah, right there. So now we can go in many directions. We can go left towards Indiana Jones. We can go left even towards Frozen or Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Or we can go right and hit uh, like the Star Wars launch bay and the animation corner um, over into Toy Story Land. So which way do you want to walk? Let's walk right. Let's go towards animation. Animation okay, corner. Okay, so we're making a right from the Chinese um, theater. Theater, thank Which you. Which we have one. not ridden or rode um, Mickey's Runaway Railroad yet. Correct. So we so cannot we comment say on anything. the enjoyment of that, but from what we've heard, it's been great. And it will most likely be a stop for us in the future. Definitely. Seems like it'll be one that we yeah. do each time. But as of right now, going towards that animation courtyard, that's definitely something that we bypass. Yeah, I used to stop in there when it was the Star Wars yep. launch bay, and it had more of a stormtrooper presence, and Kylo Ren was in there all the time. Um, so that, not so much anymore. I, I, I do, and I know I've mentioned it before, I do feel like they could revamp that little area mm-hmm. and just either make it a whole cohesive spot or just redo it overall because it seems like valuable space that could be used For better. Sure. Um, but it has a lot of stores. It has a Little Mermaid encounter there. Yep. And a Disney Junior like dance party space just yeah. for the kids to kind of run around and get their energy out as well. For sure. But it could be utilized differently. Um, Brett, as we continue to walk, we're coming to the incredible – an incredible celebration, celebration station. Alley, yeah. Thoughts on that location? Um, I'll be honest. I really like that location more when it was Pixar-based. Um, it used to be the main entrance for Toy Story Mania and used to have like the Luxo lamp and all the army – figures and the monkeys and stuff hanging around um so i really enjoy that more when it's pixar i feel like right now they're just throwing something in there to just have something there and it's not really fitting in with the purpose of that area Um, but i understand why they're doing it it's kind of set up like a town incredibles are kind of in there to save a town so i understand it um but i'd really like if they sat down in a boardroom meeting and took a (laughs) a little bit more time to, to find something for there yeah put that under a microscope and really made some decisions about that area again it's more of a meet and greet at this point for the incredible characters just because they don't really have any other place in the park to do that yeah and so kind of what brett mentioned it does feel forced and the only other problem is that the two buildings that are the facade of that is one is Mickey's Runaway Railroad and the other is Toy Story Mania. So both the buildings can't be used for anything. Right. So it literally just has to stay as a facade um, or a meet and greet area. So it is going to be hard for them to kind of find that that correct thing to put in there. But I definitely don't know if The Incredibles is the best option for it. No. So let's make a right and head right into Toy Story Land. Okay. 
Brett, what are your thoughts and impressions as you walk into Toy Story Land? Do you like the Big Woody there? What do you I thinking? do. Um, I do like the Big Woody there. Um, I think it's a good complimentary to the big Buzz Lightyear that's on the other side of the land. Um, I just think... I don't know. I think they did a really good job with this land. I would love to see it a little bit bigger uh, than yeah. what they made it. Um, but I think when you're looking down, you're seeing the big footprints that were Andy. Um, and just in general, I think it just has a lot of good... Um, I think every time you go in there, you'll pick up on something new, and I think that's what makes such a good land. Um, so for them, I think they did a really good job with that. Um, but yeah, it's my yeah. usually my first impressions. Take, same for me. I, I want Woody to be animated as I'm walking up to it. It Whoa. feels like he should be his eyes should move and he should be talking or he should be waving like at least his arm. It, it just feels like he should be moving to some extent, mm -hmm. um, and he's not. Not not a big deal. It's just something really nitpicky that I have always wanted to see. Sure. Um, but I love it. I love the the sound, you know, change as you walk into the Toy Story feel. As you mentioned, the detail on the ground and the benches and the fences and every little thing is just perfectly nuanced yep. to make you feel like you are in the backyard of somebody's house. Um, I do agree. It tends to be a little smaller than I wanted it. Kind of looking at the map now. You can see it. It's really just a straight street. It's literally just a pathway. And then a, a pathway to the roller coaster. So they do have some really fun street performers there where they have the army men come out yep. and do a little thing and a little meet and greet here or there for the, some of the other characters. So that is enjoyable. Of course, Toy Story Mania on our left is really enjoyable. Always a very fun, competitive thing to do. Definitely. Um, they're adding a new restaurant, which I'm happy, which is the Woody's, Woody's Roundup, Roundup yeah. Barbecue. So that will be very, hopefully, enjoyable mm -hmm. and something that we're looking forward to as well. Do you like the Slinky Dog Coaster? I don't mind it. Um, yeah. I think it definitely, I mean, it's no thrill. Um, but I think for the land and for the space that they have, I think they made a good coaster with it. Um, I like the theming of it. I think it's one of their better, like, themed coasters. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind it, actually. I really like the queue a lot in there with, like, yes. the over the head and stuff like that. For sure. Um, it's all like the game boards and pieces yeah. and, and over. I, I don't know. I could be totally mistaken, but I also feel like this is one of the only few rides that goes like underground or like under a pathway. Um, oh. So if you notice, it goes under the bridge. I feel like it's one of their few, and I don't know, this is just personally me, but I like rides that go like underground or like under a pathway. Um, I just think it's a cool feel. So Yeah, that's a cool, cool thing to mention as well. And this is a very good intro roller coaster for yep. somebody who Gateway. is maybe hesitant or on the fence about doing a roller coaster this is a great one to show them along with seven doors mine train back in magic kingdom so i would always recommend this as a good beginner coaster perfect mix of thrill but not scary you know what i mean yep totally how do you feel about the alien swirling saucer uh personally i'm not a huge fan of this type of ride i, do, I don't like to be spun around a ton yeah and in, and in this case this that's all you really do um, I could see how you know younger kids who have a higher tolerance for that might enjoy it but I personally tend to not enjoy that style anymore yeah so for me it's a no-go but I totally see it I was a little disappointed that this was one of their flagship rides that yeah. they were mentioning when they opened this land I thought it was cool that they had the slinky coaster because by nature that's just a cool concept yep but then when they said they were going to have flying saucers, I, and they were going to just be like the typical carnival-style spinning ride, yeah. I was it's a little teacups. disappointed because 
you know, Disney has the money and the technology to really blow our socks off. And if they're going to put something together, especially as big of an IP as Toy Story, do something that's like really cool. Agreed. You know, 100%. Go push the limit. And for this, it felt like a cop out. It felt like a cheap ride that they just could add and theme. Sure. And it's fine if you have that, but then at least put another big. You know big what I am um, thinking about? Like, up the teacups. Come yeah. On. <laughs> something I'm thinking about right now as as we're talking, and something that you mentioned that you, in our I believe it was our live stream that you said that they got rid of, was the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground. Mm-hmm. I feel like some sort of like jungle gym or like playset would fit in perfectly into Toy Story Land of like a bunch of like cards or a bunch of like just in general things are like stacked up together Fantastic and just allow idea. kids to like climb around and play like what they feel like is a backyard. Fantastic, fantastic idea. You could blow up so many cool objects and make you feel small and like a toy and let you crawl around. Yeah. Exact, exact scenario to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That, that's such a good point. Yeah. Somebody clip that. <laughs> somebody send that in. Disney, get on that. That's awesome. Um, and then that really wraps up Toy Story. It's not a big land. So like no. we said, it's, it's going to bleed right into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Um, and I'll be very honest, this blending together is very bad for me. Okay. I just don't think they did a good job with it. I think mm-hmm. the other pathway to get into Galaxy's Edge was great. You go through like a tunnel, you kind of see like the marble and the rocks kind of break up. Um, but this is literally like tree, 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 rock. Yeah. And then it's like Star Wars. So they don't really do any type of blending here. Um, I think it kind of, it doesn't break the illusion because as soon as you walk two more feet, you're in. Um, but I think it's definitely a weird combination. Yeah, it's almost like the, like you mentioned, they should have put something neutral that wasn't Star Wars or Toy Story in the middle. Yeah. Even theming-wise, like just make it like a Hollywood-style runway or, or something. Yeah. And it does break the illusion, or, or at least it's like a choppy, like, whoa, okay, now all of a sudden we're... Yeah. You know, with aliens and it would have been cool if it was like the back end was like Buzz Lightyear's like ship crashed, and in the front end it was like a Star Wars ship that crashed. So like yes. walking out, it was like you're still walking through a Star Wars ship, but walking in, you're walking through Buzz Lightyear's ship, and you have like a seamless like transition of like a crash site. Correct with like Buzz and aliens. And, yeah. And, like, so yeah, that's awesome. That's a great idea. And yet again, clip it. How are you not hired by Disney? <laughs> you have such great. My ideas. qualifications are way below. <laughs> <laughs> And so we are going to walk right into Galaxy's Edge here from the entrance of Toy Story Land. Now, on our right-hand side, we will pretty much immediately see the stage. It becomes like a stage where often Kylo Ren and other stormtroopers yep. will come out and do a little thing for the crowd uh, pre-COVID, of course. We'll see how they utilize that now, maybe yeah. just as a, a distant meet and greet agreed um but we really enjoyed this spot this is often where the line tends to wrap for uh what is the millennium falcon no, smugglers yeah. run brett and i were here we were nearly in toy story land when we were in the line for that yeah and so you may see the line and that was to prior out. to covid and prior to like spacing out so yes great so i don't know how chance. long this line might be touching like hollywood terror terror at this point <laughs> with six feet Exactly, but it's such a cool and unique location. You know, we are going to really do our best to describe this, but also to the right as you're waiting there is Oga's Canteen or Cantina, and that is just such a cool location because the bartenders are very extravagant. They come up with the drinks that, like, move and bubble bubble and smoke. Yeah. Yeah. 
So some really, really cool creations that you can order there. And then of course it has like all this junk kind of hanging and very, uh, as pretty much as like you'd expect the typical space bar to look like. Yeah, they do a really good job with it. And there's also like a time where like the entire bar like shuts down, quote unquote, and like the uh, bartenders have to like work together to like get it like back up and running. So like it's kind of showing that it's like really made of like scraps. Yes. And it's really it's really well done, really really cool. Yeah, that's a great point. I love when they did that. That because we didn't even know that they did that. All Ooh. of a sudden the lights kind of went out and. They like worked all together to try to get that going, and then the steam and the smoke coming out of the main yeah. uh, machine there behind the bar. Very cool experience, and that is something you need a reservation for, and it limits your time in there, I believe, to 45? Maybe minutes? it's 45. Maybe an hour. Maybe an hour. And then, yeah. uh, you know, they got to shuffle in because a lot of people want to get there. Yeah. But as we were walking through that, we eventually come up to the Millennium. Falcon, okay. which is a very, very cool prop. Bro, what are your thoughts? What, how do you feel walking up um, to this? Honestly, this is probably one of their best like models that they have like throughout any parks. It literally is so detailed. It's literally like they took it from Star Wars and placed it right into here. Totally. Um, it's so good. It tries to start a few times and it like shakes and like rumbles. Um, and overall, it was, it's just really good. Um, and then... Yeah, so you see that for the majority of the time that you're outside the queue, and then also when you're inside the queue a little bit, you have a good sight of the over top part of it. Um, but inside that queue as well, you kind of come into like a, I don't say like a junkyard, but it's like, it's almost like a base where it's got like weapons and like some parts to the Millennium Falcon and stuff like kind of hanging around there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's cool too because sometimes Chewbacca will be out there actually working on the ship trying to repair it yeah and so it's really cool to have that immersion of him actually being there and feeling like he's fixing the ship yeah getting ready to fly that you ultimately then join them on on the ride yeah and the ride itself is unbelievable it's one of the probably it's, it's probably one of the coolest rides i've ever been on in the fact that what you do in the ride depends on your outcome um yeah so if you don't know if you haven't been on this ride yet there's three positions in this ride you have a pilot you have a gunner and you have an engineer um, the pilots will, will, will fly, the engineers will take care of any type of like electrical problems that come up and you basically just have to push like a Repair, button combination. Yeah. Um, and the shooters will shoot any type of weaponry and also like the harpoons that you need. Exactly. Um, and it's cool as Brett mentioned, because if the pilot, let's say crashes or it bangs into some stuff, then the engineer in the back will get alerted that he's got to go back and quickly fix some stuff because he's, the, the ship has taken damage while the gunners are fighting off some of the bad guys while you're doing this, you're all working together as a team. It's really yeah, cool. It's really cool. And there's switches and buttons and I was an engineer twice and the gunner once. I think Ryan did all three positions. I don't think I flew. Maybe you didn't fly. I think Maybe I was you're... a gunner and engineer. Gotcha. Um yeah, so we did it and it was overall just an amazing experience. Really liked that ride. Um and then as you enter exit that ride you're gonna come out and you're gonna kind of dumped into the the, the alleyway, I guess, or the, the, yeah. the market part of it. And you're going to hit Ronta's Roasters, um, mm -hmm. which is this place that serves, I don't even know how to describe like what this is. It's like a long hot dog in like a it's like sausage. pita bread. Like, I think it's sausage. It's sausage and like pita, pita bread. bread. With like coleslaw or lettuce. and It's almost like a, it's like a Star Wars version of a gyro. Yeah. Um, and it's delicious. It's unbelievable. So good. We had that. I think we had that at like a lunch or breakfast time, and it was a really yeah. good 
a brunch meal. Yeah, it was it was delicious. Um, and then walking through that alleyway, you hit up just a bunch of stores and souvenir locations. Yeah, it feels like a typical Star Wars market where you know there are merchants there on the side with rundown shacks and cut up tarps over their hut. You know, yep. selling out of whatever they are trying to sell. Really cool aesthetic. Again, on Ronto's roaster, there's a huge ship engine that's hanging. And it's, you know, heating up the food yeah. or at least mimicking it, you know, showing that it is. So it's really cool. They really nailed the aesthetic there. And one of my favorite parts of this, and I hope that they do this in the future. I don't know. I doubt that they're doing it now. But throughout the entire land, they had characters from the yep. movies walking around. And this wasn't like a meet and greet where you're waiting in line to speak to them. This was a, you are sitting there eating at Ronto's Roasters and all of a sudden, like, Ray walks by and she's quickly trying to hide with with a, a younger yeah. you know child child um, from a, a stormtrooper who maybe walks in and is like looking around at everybody eating and trying to like question people yeah and so it's a very immersive thing where you see characters from the movies but they're not just standing there ready for a picture they're trying to talk to you they're trying to escape they're trying to use use you to help so it's yeah. really cool really cool and then after you reach that you'll hit the um, Rise of the Resistance ride, um, and when Ryan and I were there, it was not open yet, so we didn't have the opportunity to ride that. Correct. Um, so there was a really, there was like, there's cast members out front of it who were like, yeah, it's not open yet, um, but we just did not have the opportunity to ride it. So we're not going to speak too much on it because we don't want to give like the wrong impression or anything. Um, but from what we've heard and what we've seen, it's an amazing ride. It's got to be one of the best Disney has done based on what we've heard. Um, additionally, in this land, there is Savvy's Workshop with hand-built oh, lightsabers, yeah. which is a very cool experience. We have not done it personally, um, but that is something where I'm sure it's a dream of many people yes. to, you know, get that. And then you also have the Droid Depot where you can make your own droid. Exactly. That's uh, remote-controlled as well. So that kind of wraps up Star Wars land. Yeah, like we said there, it's a much more dense and enjoyable land than Toy Story, mm -hmm. in our opinion. Um, but as we continue out, we're coming out through Grand Avenue, and there is really where you're going to come up to, what is that there? It's like Muppet Muppets Vision 3D. 3D. Get out. <laughs> Brett hates that ride. But you're coming up to Muppets 3D. And you have Baseline, I think, there too, which is the like new bar they just built. I nice. think it's called Baseline. I could be totally wrong. You could be right. Tap House, maybe? Sure. Uh, it's Pizza Rizzo, Mama Melrose Restaurant. And the baseline tap house, correct? Look at me. So nice job with that memory there. And so as you're coming through there, you can stop for some food, stop for Muppet Vision, get inside if it's cold or if it's hot, and uh, you know cool off for a minute. And then you come up and you see the big ATAT. -AT yeah. For Star Tours on your right hand side, this is always always a, a fun ride to do for Star Tours. The queue is enjoyable, the ride is enjoyable, and the theming is cool. It's just a shame that they couldn't you know bring put it into it. Inside it. Yep. Galaxy's Edge. Um, just outside of that, you have the Jedi Academy, the Jedi Training Academy, and this Jedi is Academy. the cutest show we've ever seen. We watch it all the time, and it's basically little kids training to be Jedi. So they have like plastic, like uh, lightsabers, and they fight like Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, um, and they just do a really good job of like making that feel super immersive for them, um, which is super cute. So if you yep. have the chance, if you have the time, it's also right next to a good eatery. Mm. Um, so that's often where we'll grab lunch. I forget the name of it. It's called Backlot Express. Perfect. We love there. Thank it's just you, yeah. quick food, typical chicken and burgers and hot dogs yeah. and everything so else. We'll, we'll usually grab our food and we'll find one of the high tops outside. 
Um, and we'll sit and we'll watch the Jedi Academy. So while we eat, we'll get some laughs in from little kids trying to defeat Darth Vader. Yep, there's a lot of food in that area. There's, uh, you know, the Epic Eats and the Dockside Diner and all this other stuff in that area. Because as you're walking through, you'll see Indiana Jones on your right-hand side. So be sure to stop in there. We do enjoy that show. We do wish they mixed up, you know, some of the storylines or changed yeah. it up from time to time. But it is enjoyable to see. And just some more food in that area as well. And then ultimately, you're going to have Frozen on your left-hand side as you come back to the Chinese theater. Do you enjoy the Frozen show, Brad? I do, actually. I really enjoy I enjoy the hosts. I know I've said that before. I enjoy the hosts more than I enjoy the show. Um, the hosts are just two very, like, improv hosts again, kind of comical. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a cute show. It's really good if you need some AC for a little bit. Good good rest show for definitely sure. it's a it's, it's a fun one to sing along with the music is good the as brett mentioned the hosts are funny and it's a it's a nice really well done show for sure for sure so now we're back here at echo lake and coming back to the chinese theater in the middle what a day i mean we just walked around the entire hollywood yeah. studios you're going to be making your way back down hollywood boulevard maybe going into a shop getting a souvenir bringing it back for the memories shopping for someone for else. sure and finally, coming back either to the ferry, the buses, or the gondola the system, gondola. Yeah. wherever your next destination may be. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps up the walk through Hollywood Studios. We might have forgotten a place or two in there, but you get the gist of what um, our normal day looks like for sure within those within this park. Um, but now we're going to transition super quick into our Disney Plus recommendation of the week. Yes. <laughs> So I'll go first with my Disney Plus recommendation. If you guys haven't seen this yet, I highly, highly recommend it. It's called Inside Pixar. This is a docu-series that are very quick episodes. They're like 10, 11, 12-minute episodes. And it showcases a different role of somebody within Pixar. And it showcases the work that they do, the movies that they have worked on or, or are currently working on, and you know goes a little bit into their personal life and how they put their personal life into this character or their work yeah and so it's really interesting to hear some of it is writers some of it are artists some of it are the production and editors and how they you know clip up all of the work that has been done and it's interesting to hear about the timeline of pixar movies the work that gets done and all of the moving parts to make it ultimately what you see on the screen yeah so highly recommend their quick episodes again like 12 minutes maybe and uh, highly, highly enjoyable and fascinating to really see the inside of Pixar. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation, great, great series, by the way, Ryan. I've, yeah. I've seen it. So definitely, I like those types of series where you see the inside and back end of things. Uh, but my recommendation is actually going to be a National Geographic show. So not technically Disney, but definitely a subsidiary of Disney. Um, it's going to be Draining the Titanic. Um, so they have a bunch of episodes within this Draining Um series where it's like draining titanic draining alcatraz and stuff like that and it's really just about an hour-long documentary um and it's like draining the ocean around it or the water around it and you get to kind of just see what truly happened um to the best of our knowledge about these different locations or what went into making them or something like that so it's just really cool something like, i don't know i am a total nerd to like always be learning something so i enjoy these series um but overall if you have a little bit of time to kill an hour or so um, and you're interested in the Titanic or in Alcatraz or in planes that have crashed into the Bermuda Triangle, things like that, um, take the time to watch these episodes. It's called Drain the Titanic or Drain Alcatraz, um, and it's through Nat Geographic. 
Yeah, that sounds fascinating. I've seen a, a few Drain the Ocean type shows over yeah. the years, so I can attest to that as well. They're very fascinating, very cool, and we would do recommend. Yes, so thank you all for listening every week, um, and we will catch you next week. Thanks, guys.